Hello, I'm Nikhil Nambury, and welcome to Real College Talk, your destination for honest and relevant college and post-secondary conversation. Our mission is to deliver real advice and true stories to make your post-graduation decision truly yours. Here to share his experience navigating the journey of his life is Scott Matthew. Scott, how are you? Man, I'm so good. It's so good to be here. And what's up, what's up to all the leaders out there? I'm, I'm just, I'm pumped for this. I'm super excited, man. Yes. And uh, Scott, how did you uh, get connected with Real College Talk? Where are you from? Man, well, I have followed the Real College Talk since its beginning which I know wasn't too far, too long ago, but um, no, I, uh, I knew, I know Morgan and worked with her uh, when she was the state president for Nevada DECA is how I first was able to come in contact with her and helping her throughout that year, um, just in leadership development, leadership coach. And, and so helped her with that and just kind of kept in contact and followed her journey on social media. And then that led me to, to say, Hey to you and uh, hear about this podcast that you guys are doing and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm from, I'm not from Nevada, like Morgan is. Uh, I'm from Utah, a tiny little town I grew up in and we can get more into that later, but grew up in a tiny little town. But currently I live in St. George, Utah, which is just the bottom corner um, where it actually doesn't ever snow. And I know Utah is really known for the snow, but we're not here. Um, we're just a couple hours from Las Vegas actually. And so it, it's, uh, it's hot here. Um, it's been hundred degrees for the last couple of days here, but, um, but yeah, so I, I currently am here in St. George at Dixie State University. That's where I work. Um, I'm the assistant director for student involvement and leadership here and, uh, and just get to have some fun here in the sun. It's a good time. Yeah, that's super awesome. Working at a university, working on student leadership. And um, how did you arrive at that getting into student leadership? Where, where did you come from to get to that, to that point in your life? Yeah, so uh, like I said, my journey, I, I started, I went to high school in Utah, a tiny little farm town. Uh, it was, like the town itself had less than 2,000 people. The joke is there's more cows than people there. And a uh, tiny little high school, my graduating class was 72 people. And I always love when I travel around and talk to people, they're like, oh yeah, I'm from a small town too. And I'm like, how small? And they're like 10,000. And I'm like, divide that by five, you know, like, or uh, they're living like a suburb. I'm like in the middle of nowhere, like two hours from Target, you know, like two hours from a mall, that kind of thing. Anyway, so athletics was my big thing in high school. And so that actually gave me the opportunity to play college at a junior college in Utah. I played football and I just went all in to that. I just loved like being my best, like just performing my best and that kind of thing. And so uh, when I came to kind of the end, like uh, after one season there at that junior college, I kind of knew like, you know, I, I loved playing football, but I knew it wasn't going to be like my forever thing. Like yeah. was, I wasn't going to go to the NFL or anything like that. So I kind of just shifted my focus of like, well, I got to figure out like what I want to do for my career. Until that point, I hadn't really thought about it because I was just so focused on athletics. And what I did find was like, well, I don't know what I want to be, but I want to be good at it. And so I just started really going into just like personal development and leadership development because those things made sense to me of like what it would take to be successful and no matter what I decided. And so I jumped into that and there's some good opportunities at that junior college that are actually available at any college and university that I jumped into um, that are like student leadership positions and kind of jumped into that. And then it kind of just turned into a career and like we could get more into specifics of that. But that's kind of the quick, uh, the quick version of how I found that. And it just really resonated with me of like, you know what, be your best and don't let anything hold you back and um, be able to keep rolling with it. So it only seems natural that personal development is that perfect fit for you to work in because you just jumped right in immediately. And, you know, I'm sure that's what you tell a lot of people um, to do when they're passionate about something. Um, you know, this is primarily a college talk platform. So um, you talked about being a student athlete. What was the college application process, college decision process, and just the general college experience like for you? 
Yeah, definitely. So in, in high school, uh, there was, you know, not necessarily the typical route with academics. I, there was different recruiters that I would talk to for football um, of different, like meeting with coaches and that kind of thing. And so that kind of like different places. And, you know, and, and in my mind, like at first, the first reaction was like, well, what's cool about the school? You know, like what are yeah. their colors? Like what's the mascot? Like, you know, what does their football stadium look like? And that kind of thing. And, and I'm really grateful for my dad. He was a really good mentor for me of just like, where I wanted to go and like think about the academic side, like what majors do they have available? And, like, yeah. Is that something that, you know, that I can see myself doing? I, and like the, the what, what's the student life like, like meaning like what kind of activities do they have on campus? Like, is there something to do when you're not just playing football or going to school? Like, is there stuff to be involved with and that kind of thing? And so kind of looking at a wide range of that. And, uh, and then that's kind of what led, led me to settle. The college is called Snow College and it kind of gave me the best of both worlds. They had a phenomenal football program in the world of jun junior colleges and, uh, and a really good life on campus and so um it, when it came down to it, it was a pretty easy decision and uh and was cool and like so because of the nature of like athletics i wasn't necessarily waiting on an admittance to the college yeah. academically it was more like am i going to be able to be on the team there kind of thing yeah. um but my when i moved on from there to do my bachelor's and my master's degree that definitely i had much more of like a man like this application yeah. and picking that school and that kind of stuff and, uh and so that was kind of my high school to junior college transition but um, the biggest story that I would say of like admittance is, is when I went on to do my master's degree. And mm -hmm. I, you know, yeah. I know that might be some goal, some of the, your audience might have that goal. Some of you might not, but man, like that was, that was a lot of fun for me and uh, yeah. something that, that I'm just super grateful for, for that experience too. Yeah. If, if, uh, just throwing it out there, I know this has nothing to do with anything, but what position did you play? Sure. Yeah. I played middle linebacker and okay. you know, I was the head hunter. I, <laughs> I always think it's like a different world sometimes when I think yeah. about like the player I was like and just like to go after it throw my throw my nose in there but yeah, yeah middle I mean, well I mean if you think about it um being a middle linebacker you were breaking through barriers breaking through that line from the start and uh here you are now um and you have Nix Your Limits so tell us a little bit about Nix Your Limits yeah so Nix Your Limits is my leadership development platform uh, that I, I I have kind of a side hustle along with working here at the university um I travel a lot and do do mainly it's through social media so Nix Your Limits is my my handle on like Instagram and Snapchat I, and is what I do is I try to connect with students and provide leadership provide leadership like motivation training um accountability for students and that's that's led into a lot of things like a blog like a podcast YouTube channel that kind of stuff just trying to put out a lot of that leadership training content and what that's actually even continued to grow into is trying to build a community for student leaders to connect with one another, no matter where they're from. Cause I thought a lot about me, like me being in high school, this random high school in the middle of Utah, how can I find, you know, the, the other people that have like, like-minded ambition and that kind of thing. So I, what I've started is I'm the founder of what's called the dollar leadership club, which provides students with an opportunity to connect and, and network with one another for, for a super affordable price. So yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of where I'm at now. And so it's, yeah, Nix Your Limits. And uh, that's a phrase that has, has motivated me through my life. And so it's just something that now I just try to project to others. Yeah, so you talked about how it, you were able to nix your limits um, just throughout your life using that phrase. Um, how do kids nix their limits as they're taking the next step in, steps in their lives? I know a lot of us who uh, listen to the platform are just graduating or just entering a new stage of their life or um, might be gearing up for a senior year of high school and they need to really break through whatever um, obstacles they have. So how do you think kids can do that at this particular stage in their lives? Yeah, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot going on for you guys right now. And just like so much that, that happens internally of like you trying to figure out like, who am I, where do I want to go? But then there's so many like external things that happen, whether Absolutely. that's parents and teachers and 
like random people in the community that you don't even know who you are, who, who they are. And they're like, yeah. Hey, what are you going to be when you grow up? Like, where are you going? Like they're asking you all these intense questions. You're That's like, I don't know. The question. Yeah. It's always <laughs> the first question you get. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I remember that, but I'm um, to like nix that limit. I mean, real quick, like the word nix, I know that's not a word that people are super familiar with, but what that means is like to cut out or eliminate and mm -hmm. so refuse to accept those limits that are put on you, things that, that are meant to hold you back. And so right now, one, one piece that I, like the biggest limit that students need to nix is, is kind of a harsh one, but it's like not to, like you got to stop caring what people think. And Absolutely. I can't agree with that more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, it's something that I remember when I was in high school and there was this little like gas station with a, with like a market attached to it. And, you know, in mornings and stuff, like we'd go down there and get like drinks and stuff, like go get soda or whatever. And there would be these guys, we call them the coffee shop crew. And there's just like these old farmers that would always ask, they would always watch the football games and stuff. And they'd be like, come over here, Matthew. And like, then they'd say like, you know what you need to do is this, or you need to do is that. And like, what are you, where are you going to go to college? And what are you going to do for your yeah. career? Like all this kind of stuff. And you know, like there's a difference between like not caring what people think, but still being nice to people. And yeah. so like, I found that rhythm for me, like, you know, you don't have to tell people off, but knowing internally that like, you know, what, I'm going to do what's best for me because it's me, like it's my future. It's me and, and yeah. feel outwardly positive and friendly and respectful about it. But, but just knowing internally, like you got to do what's best for you. And there might be like, a, a big tradition like people from your high school always go to that university or you know maybe even your family or like you know people from your high school don't go to schools that big or something like that um that you know you just got to push through if you feel like you know what you're doing is best for you you got to push through and make that happen yeah i think a lot of times people um almost place those uh, restrictions on themselves after hearing it from other people and you know there's a very fine line uh between you know you're walking it between not listening to other people and not taking what they say personally. It's always good to hear from different perspectives and stuff like that, but you know, you don't have to internalize it all. And that's something that I'm sure that I've had a lot of trouble with, and I'm sure a lot of high schoolers have, is just finding that balance of when it's okay to incorporate other people's ideas and when you just kind of go completely on your own. Just ultimately the goal should be to live for yourself. And um, you know, that has a lot to do with just knowing what you want from yourselves, even if it's not something that's necessarily tangible at the time, just really, you know, finding your own happiness in everything, um, everything you do. So I was wondering, how in particular have you nixed your own limits in your life? You talked about uh, growing up in a small town, uh, starting off as a student athlete, now you're here. Um, what particular restrictions do you think were put on you both by others and by yourselves? And how did you break through those? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And there's a few specific examples that come to mind for me for that. And um, one being that, so in high school for me, my high school was kind of known as a basketball school. Like our, our basketball team was always incredible, playing in the state championship, like that kind of, it was a small enough high school I was on that basketball team, but I loved football more. And anytime I was like, you know, just, I was, I lived in the weight room in high school, yeah. just like really trying to go after it and make myself as best as I could. And when people would ask, like, you know, I'm just prepping for football season and that kind of thing. And, and it always get thrown at me of like, well, why, like, why not just wait till basketball? Like why risk getting injured? Why waste your time? The football team's never been very good anyway. Um, like, well, actually, like, I want to try and make a shot to, to play in college. Oh, like Scott, no one from our high school has ever played college football. So why would you think you could? Like, I can't tell you how many times I heard that. And that translates for me later on to another story that when I was looking at where I wanted to do my master's degree, um, again, this tiny town in Utah, and I wanted to go, I wanted to get my master's degree from the University of Southern California. 
So a big, you know, big private school, my, my degrees are in psychology and it's, you know, one of the top research psychology uh, schools in the entire nation. And so again, like as soon as word started getting out, like, wow, did you hear Scott's applying to USC? It's kind of, I get hit with that again of like, why do you think you could get in there? Like some yeah. far town dude, like what, why do you think that that's even possible? And it's amazing how like, how mean people can sound without meaning to. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, for sure. Like, they'll say these things not because they hated who I was. Like, I mean, it was family members, some of them. And it's not because like they're terrible people, but they're just like, why would you do something different? You know, people get yeah. so used to the routine and that kind of thing. But anyway, so I, I applied anyway. I applied to that one school. I kept going with football. I kept doing that. Um, there's just often, there's just so much doubt that can come because you're trying to break a routine. And I would just, I just got really good at recognizing that, that like, and I call it like having empathy for people. Like I know why that you say nobody from our high school has ever played played college football before. Why do you think you could? And it's just like, that's just a limiting belief. I have empathy for those people. I don't hate them for saying that. I just like, you know, I get it. I get your perspective. Like nobody's ever done this before. So it's easy to say it it can never happen, but it definitely can. Like there's always a first for something. And so why, why can't that be me? Uh, so that was kind of the big thing that pushed me, that perspective of just like, I automatically try and try to look at that, their perspective. If somebody's bringing me negativity, if they're bringing me a limit, I say like, well, what perspective do they have with bringing that so that I'm, I, I can still love them? You know, like I can still like yeah. feel, feel good about a relationship with them, but still be able to push through and, and be able to do it anyway. Because I know it's like, for me, that I know it's what I want to do. Um, so those are, I mean, those are a couple of, of examples that kind of helped me push through that. But the, the bottom line was to one, like understand their perspective and two, like think about like, what's the worst that could happen mm-hmm. like, if you apply or like if I did like push all through high school and like try to be the best football player that I could and I didn't play college football, like what would be the worst that could happen? Like, okay, I don't play college football, but I still, you know, like won a bunch of games, got some trophies, like still was able to do good things, accomplish good things. And so do I let one no discredit the 20 yeses or 20 wins or whatever it might look like I'm like no like don't let one percent cancel out 99 percent of your positives so that's just another little bit of a mindset thing that i would suggest to anyone just like you've done so many good things so many great incredible things don't let one no break it all down you can still push through them yeah and i can definitely see where your maybe psychology education is starting to kick in i know they a lot of psychologists do uh say that to uh their their patients their clients is really just you can't let certain failures or certain negatives go ahead and just eliminate the positivities in your lives and um you know obviously it gets way more complicated than that but did you ever feel like you use those uh those situations as motivation or did you just disregard them entirely what was your thinking process with negatives yeah with uh you know a couple of different things i definitely used it as motivation when when i looked at like things like if somebody brought like a limit to me and like why do you think you could do that deep inside me, I was always like, oh, I'm going to show you, you know, and that, like outwardly, very respectful, that kind of, I always just let that be my internal drive. But also, yeah, like if I didn't, if, if a loss, like I, I eat losses up, like I love like that opportunity because I'm so focused on not that that loss defines me as a person, but instead what that loss did or like what that, you know, that mistake or the no or whatever that defined the action, not me as a person. Mm-hmm. But now I can improve the action. Um, it wasn't, the no wasn't a life sentence for me. It was just saying like, whatever action you took leading up to that could have been better. So now I'm going to figure out what that action was. So maybe like, that would be like, you know, okay, now I got to look more at the the SAS submitted or like for jobs, you know, like we do cover letters and stuff like now, let me look and see what I can tweak on that resume, tweak up on that. Um, how could I have done better in the interview and, and things like that? So I just focus so much more on like, if there's a no, that gives me like, that fires me up because there's something that I can improve on. And that's, that's what I choose to look for every time. Yeah, and that constant improvement, it's just, 
you know, the cycle of life. You just have to keep building it up. You hit those lows, but you got to go keep going back up for those highs. And, um, you know, that happens a lot, especially in terms of college applications and the application process, college decisions. And, you know, people might be feeling like they're hitting a ceiling at this particular time in their lives, especially because there's so much pressure, both internal and external. So what advice do you have for people, especially students who just feel like they've hit that ceiling and they just can't break through it? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's such a hard time to get in that because you're so like tunnel visioned on to like whatever that the thing you're trying to accomplish. And then when it, you get hit with a no, man, it sucks. You know, like, it's yeah. like, ah, oh, goodness, like so much time, so much effort went into this. And that's when it can bleed into of like, so many people were counting on me. Like, that's when, like, now you feel like, you know, you feel like you're letting people down, feeling embarrassed. And, and that is rough. That's hard to, to pull yourself out of. Um, and so kind of like two ways to look at that one of just like the, the prep part of knowing, like, if it's a no, it doesn't define me as a person. And I can still sure. Like yeah. I can still accomplish, I can still be whatever that career goal that I have if I don't go to that school of all, like, you know, as a general example, if you want to be a doctor, like a general surgeon or something, all the surgeons in the world didn't come from one school, you know, like all the entrepreneurs, all the business owners in the world didn't come from just one school. They all didn't come from Wharton, right? Like they all didn't yeah. come from just one school. They come from everywhere, from all over the place. And so knowing that like, it's, it's not going to it's not going to write off your goals if you don't get into that one school. So, I mean, think about that on the prep side, but if you're in it, if this is you and you're like feeling this right now, um, my, my advice is to find ways to take action. Action is the antidote yeah. to, to anything of like, okay, like there's the wall. So you kind of have two choices. You can sit at that wall forever or you can start finding your way around. It. And so that's looking at like other opportunities. A lot of students that I talk to will say like, well, I didn't get into this school. I'm like, Oh man, like that sucks. Like I, I feel you. But like, what other schools did you apply to? And like, oh, this one, this one, this one. I'm like, did you get, well, yeah, but like, I, that school's a great school. Like that's like, let's start yeah. looking at those other schools. Let's look at those other opportunities. Like there's, there's so much out there that you can still be able to do. It's just kind of shifting your focus. The bottom line for that is, this is a phrase that I love and that I love. Of why and like, oh man, like they said, no. I must be, you know, and you just dwell on it. Like, I must not be smart enough. I must, must not have done enough. I must not have talked well enough or write well enough in my essay or like all this focus until all of a sudden you're a terrible person that's destined for failure. Yeah. But if you're focused, then new things will start to multiply. Of like, you know what, what are other opportunities? If you start focusing on what other opportunities are, you'll start finding more and more and more and more and more. And then you'll be able to pull yourself out and find that new route. But what you focus on multiplies. So if you are finding a lot of negativities multiplying in your life, Try to shift your focus to something else so you can bring more of other things in. Yeah. Um, you know, you talked, we talked a little bit earlier about your background in psychology and um, mental health is a huge issue among uh, high schoolers and especially students who are going through the college application process deal with anxiety about their future or depression in the way that their past has treated them. Um, but like you said, you just, uh, if you're in a bad place, the only way to move out of it is to take action. So um, what, what are your thoughts regarding how um, mental health illnesses are affecting high school students and college students and what they can do to combat those, um, those issues? Man, yeah, that's this is such a huge topic right now. And like with working like in the, in the world of the university of like from the staff side, I can tell you that it is a constant thing of like, what can we do to help our students? You know, like, what can we do to help them? Um, and I know I've, I've met so many people from so many different universities that 
all over the country. They are trying to provide good resources for students. And so we know that it's a problem. We know that it's something that we want to help students with. And so when you think about like, what can students do? Well, one piece is, is understanding that like, that, you know, you look at kind of back to that first thing of like, you know, a failure isn't a life sentence, but also knowing like life is going to be full of rejection, no's, hard things, mean people. It just, it's, it's full of it. Like I, I've been out of high school 10 years now and it's not anything different. It just comes in different ways. And so it's, it's okay. Like it's okay to be sad. I think that's often a thing that we don't allow ourselves to accept so much of the time of just like, no, like I have to be like, I have to win every time. And it's okay to be ambitious. I'm just like that too. But when failure comes, like, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel, it's okay to like, let that sink in and let it steam and it's going to happen. And mom and dad don't always have to come in and like save the day, like yeah. tell, call the school, call the teacher that your grade needs to be better, stuff like that. Like, it's okay to be sad. Some like mom and dad don't always have to save that. And so now what do you do? Like now, like you can turn to resources, you can turn to people, you can turn to action to be able to pull yourself out of that. Now, if that's occurring, this is like the psychology of me of this kind of thing. If there's sad moments, that's fine. You know, a sad weekend, a sad week, like that's okay. Like you'll, you, you can let that, it's it a hard thing. You probably worked really hard for it and still got to know. That, that stinks, but it's like, you'll, you'll get through it. So far, you have survived every single hard day of your life. You've got a pretty good track record. You're yeah. a lot stronger than you think. Now, if we get to recurring things of like, we're lasting months of, of this feeling of sadness and despair and loss, then there's some good things that you can turn to that, that you should not be ashamed for. No one should be ashamed for trying to seek out like a school counselor, seek out somebody on a help, like texting a helpline, texting, you know, a school resource number, like anything like that on a national level, on a school level. No one should feel bad about turning for help. And that's a crazy thing that we've been battling in society today, that people are weak if they seek help through like counseling or something like that. And that's crazy. That's crazy. Like yeah. why it's so amazing to me how we can look down on people who are just trying to be better, who are just yeah. trying to help themselves. So, you know, that's that, that's the other thing I would say, just like, you know, muster up that courage. It is weird. It's awkward. You feel bad about it. You feel like you're, you're less of a person, but reach out for those resources, reach out for help could be a friend, a parent, a teacher, somebody that works at your school, anonymous texting lines, like those things are everywhere. You can find resources for yourself. And so use them. It's really a sign of strength to admit to yourself and then to actually bring yourself to admit it to someone else that you're going through something. Um, Morgan and I have had tons of conversations about this. Just the perception of, of individuals right now, everyone feels like they have to put forward their best image, right? And um, I guess that's probably what makes college applications in particular so, um, so hard on people is because your entire purpose is to put forth your best image. And then to have someone say, no, your best image isn't good enough, having that feeling is just probably what makes students struggle so much with college rejections. But it's really a shift in perspective to think about it less of they don't like me as in or and to see it more like you know i'm not the right fit for them and they aren't the right fit for me um so i really like what you said that um you know it's it's never a weakness to ask for help especially because so many people are going through the same thing or very similar things you know varying degrees but you know ultimately there are resources out there and they are designed to help people like you said there should be no shame in making yourself better making yourself happier absolutely and on that note just real quick of like when you said that like it's a sign of strength to ask for help 
1000% true. I interview hundreds of students every single year for scholarships here at the university. And these are like leadership positions, like to be in part of student government or like that kind of stuff. And we, we look like, and this is a trend of just anybody hiring students. You look for a chance, you specifically are asking questions to these students of saying, like, when was it, tell me about a project that was super hard that you had to ask for help from before. And we, we are looking for people that we can count on, that if they encounter something hard, they're gonna go ask for help. Because nothing is worse for an organization, for a company, for things like that, where like somebody is running into a wall on a project. So not, you know, we're not even necessarily talking about mental health at this point, but just like running into a wall on a project, you're stuck, you need help, but you refuse to ask for it that it fails you fail yeah and companies don't want that people that hire students like we we got to know that if you're in trouble you're gonna ask for help and so far students have such a habit ingrained in them that if they need help they don't ask for it just get over it like i'll just power through or anything like that and you're gonna miss opportunities if you stay that way all through school when you're in job hunts and they get that they get that feel that like you know i don't think this person is ever gonna ask for help i feel like they're just kind of a person that's just like oh i'll just muscle through and just blow yeah. through this and you're gonna miss out on so many opportunities. You've gotta to learn to, to ask for help and be able to do that. So like think of college applications to be able to ask for help. Like it's okay, ask somebody that's been through the process yeah. before. Ask a student that's you know been through it before. Ask just fellow students that are in it with you. Ask for help. It's such a valuable, valuable skill. Yeah, so I mean, you've pretty much devoted your career and your, your efforts towards helping other people. So tell students how they can get connected with your particular platform and how you can help them. Oh man, well yeah, you guys, uh, you, you all are so welcome to please connect with me on social media, just at Nix Your Limits, N-I-X-Y-O-U-R-L-I-M-I-T-S, Nix Your Limits, um, that's on Snapchat, that's on Instagram. Uh, I mean, I've got Twitter and Facebook too, but it's more active on Instagram and Snapchat. Um, you can add to my website, check out my blog. There's blog posts out there, nixyourlimits.com. Um, if, if what I was saying about the Dollar Leadership Club sounds interesting, you can check that out as well, dollarleadershipclub.com. Um, and we'll, we'll connect, man. Like I'm, I'm here for you guys and so much, so many good things are in store for you. Because you're listening to this podcast, this is what I love, like your community, because the people are listening to this podcast, it says so much about them of like, yeah. you know, what, I want to be better. Like I want, but I want to do it the right way. I don't want to just like success or nothing. Like I want to do it the right way. Like let's have some real talk about this. And I try to do that too. And just in, in my world of just leadership development. So I'm happy to connect with anybody. Yeah. Just honest dialogue is what takes everyone to a better place. And that's really what we're trying to do here. That's what Scott is trying to do over there at Next Year Limits and at Dixie State. So, um, you know, we hope that Scott was, um, it can be taken as inspiration for anyone to really just nix your own limits and move forward and get, get through things. Um, even if it means taking help because no one's above it. Um, so thank you very much for tuning in. If you want to get connected with real college talk, you can follow us on Instagram at real college talk and uh, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, like our videos. You can uh, follow Morgan on Instagram. Her handle is morgs two underscores, Anne, A-N-N-E, I got that down, and mine is N-I-K-H-I-L dot V-N. Thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you, Scott, for helping us today. My pleasure, man. Good luck to everybody out there. Get out there and nix your limits. And make sure to keep it real. Thank you very much.